Previously on Dice Fellows. <clears throat> My name is Petey. I work for Harrington Crane, and there's a little bit of a problem with the birds. Something came in last night and um, ate a lot of them. The door handles were just melted off. Melted onto the side of the door. Why don't you show us the scene of the crime? Lady Evelyn, your reputation precedes you. You're led through the back doors into the structure that adjoins the building. It is a lofty greenhouse with wide glass panels. Murdoch will follow the slime. Murdoch will follow the slime. When you trace it all the way, you can see that it goes up the garden wall. Perhaps we ought to get permission to enter the backyard. Lady Evelyn, what a true surprise. Mr. Booker, what, why don't you go out back to have your, uh, your cigars? The dogs are barking their heads off at you. Mr. Booker, look, I found eight balls. He takes the foot off, wrenches the leg so that it bends forward. And loads eight tennis balls into it. I will not make the mistake of inviting you into my home again, you murderer. Excuse me, but the constable is here. I'd love to stop for tea, but um, I'm afraid a man is dead. Hello. That's a bad one. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to Dice Fellows, uh, a podcast featuring friends playing tabletop role-playing games. This is our second episode, so if you were looking for our first episode, that was one episode ago. <laughs> uh, you can still find that in the feed, and you have plenty of time to catch up. Nah. Uh, we are trying to release these episodes bi-weekly. So that is the one that's every other week, not twice a week, um, twice, on Fridays. Bisexual Weekly. <coughs> the ma- bisexual the magazine weekly. we're planning to start. Bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Leisure Man. <laughs> uh, if you are just hopping on, we also have an optional session zero as a primer. If you want to hear us talk more deeply about the characters and the world. Uh, and to those sticking with us for another episode, hey, thank you. Thank uh, you. My name is Percy. Yeah, smooch. Um, my name is Percy. I use he, him pronouns, and I am your keeper for this game of Monster of the Week. Uh, I'm also joined by three players who will now say their names and something short about their character. Uh, I think we're going to go Peyton, Aubrey, Kit again. I think that's the order we did last time. Cool. I'm Peyton. Hi, I use they, them pronouns. I'm playing Wendy Palmer. Yeah. My name is Aubrey. I use she, her pronouns. I am playing Lady Evelyn Knox. Hi there, I'm Kit. I use he, him pronouns. I'm playing Murdoch Booker. He's hot. (laughs) Um, Just making sure you all knew for your mind's eye. I forgot forgot to say This is an audio medium, so it might be difficult to tell. Right, like, I feel like last time I didn't assert that, so I have to assert it now. You can make that clearer Mm -hmm. in the prose. You just gotta be like, Murdoch heaves his sexy body (laughs) towards the slime creature. He he flexes. (laughs) 
flexing. I, I, I wasn't talking about his musculature enough last time. No, <laughs> his physique. I can I can see if I can find some ways to to weave in, you know, like the the different ways that Murdoch's muscles glean in the different um Payton, kinds of light. Peyton, can you edit when I'm talking as Murdoch? Can you edit my voice like six octaves lower? <laughs> <laughs> that would help. I'm gonna put in some subliminal type, <laughs> some sub bass, uh, hard Wait, but subliminals. We, but we, we already have the, the the other like subliminal messaging. Don't, oh, yeah. don't want to interfere with that. No, that's true. And what is that again, Aubrey? <laughs> We've already talked about how how this is a this is a no podcast. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to hear you we say it. We just wanted to make you say it and sit in that <laughs> yeah. truth. Um, okay. So just for a, a brief content warning at the top, um, <laughs> this episode, like our last one, deals a little bit with animal death. So if that kind of discussion is difficult for you, um, please just tread lightly and take care. Wait, can I add a um, can I, I add love, a, a I love the content, content warning. warning after the sissy <laughs> hypno discussion. <laughs> I, I will not put a content warning for the sissy hypno because the point is that it's subliminal. Exactly. Um, it's I will put a content happening. warning for huge muscles. So if you're scared of oh, huge muscles. No, I, 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 I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, I've said this is my fourth time saying this, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, <laughs> how are the listeners going to know that I have a stake that I need to get if I don't uh. announce at the top of the episode that... <laughs> I'm gonna go get a steak and it might be edited that you won't know that I'm getting a steak and that I will be eating the steak throughout the course of this podcast. If it sounds like Murdoch is eating a steak, um, it is canonical that he keeps a steak in his pocket. So don't don't worry too much about that. It's really goofy that you think I'm gonna keep any of that in and that I'm not just gonna drop you inexplicably eating steak. <laughs> You're somehow gonna get a picture of me in audio form. Yeah. Like the the podcast, like the episode picture is just going to be me, like, in the corner, like, eating a steak, like a cryptid. Um, okay. My so, um, you're just where you were when we left off. Cool. Standing in a finely manicured garden in the Glen Hill district of Morphane, just about a 10 to 15 minutes walk from the Knox residence. This is the back garden of Lizbeth Milner, a friend of Evelyn's late sister, and the surroundings are nearly pristine. Just out of your field of vision, obscured by fog, is the tennis court where Wendy retrieved eight balls. Uh, and you can see the leashes of the Basset Hounds Rosie and Killers stretching off in that direction. At the very edge of your sight is the hazy outline of a fountain, its stone fairy centerpiece lying in two pieces in the fresh-cut grass. And standing directly in front of you are the enraged lady of the house, her maid Margaret, and Detective Constable Bailey, who has just arrived. Uh, Murdoch is standing here with his legs still in cannon position. Uh, and also, by the way, I said greyhounds last time. I don't think I meant greyhounds because greyhounds don't have two towels. Um, I just wanted to do that because our my because uh, just in case any of the dog people listening get mad. Yeah. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> it's good to see. You. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was gonna name drop her, but yeah, hi, Carrie. That's okay, I'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Bailey has just let you know that um, a man has died. A man? Where? It wasn't uh, me. Who died? No, uh, did the killing. No, you're you're fine. You're right here. Oh, all right. No, I get I, you I, I'm in a rather compromising position right now. 
<laughs> I, whatever's going on here right now is your business. I, I'm just, I was hoping to speak to you perhaps somewhere outside. We are outside. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess we are outside. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was, I was hoping to um, speak to you in confidence. Okay. Um, Beth, um, uh, you can go back inside. I'll see to your guest here. <laughs> we just fucked up her fountain and then we were like, go away. Beth Don't. looks like she might say something else, but she just draws in a, a shuddering breath and then, um, turns uh, into the house and, and Margaret, uh, stays sort of fretting a little bit to, to show you back to the door. Well, Um, Margaret, would you bring us some tea, dear? (laughs) Margaret brings you some tea to go. (laughs) Right, we're leaving, right? (laughs) In a little to go. Yeah, you're leaving. Do you you want like a little to go? Like she's got the first, world's first paper Starbucks cup and she's going to give it to you in that? (laughs) So nice of her. (laughs) This is so cool. Margaret, have you told anyone about your invention? Oh, I, I, I think that would be immodest, you know. Margaret, you have to let <laughs> you have to let this little bird that is you fly. Because I've seen some little birds that'll never get to fly again. And I just really <laughs> want I want I want to see you take wing. Well it it's kind of you for saying so. Oh my god. Can I adopt her too? She's great. You you've you've got a, a kind heart heart. Now I, I no. No, I'm just a, I'm just not gonna do that. No, it's okay. And I just I'm You've got, you've got a kind heart. You've got, you've got, you've got a, a brave heart. <laughs> a brave heart, please. A brave heart, indeed. She she ushers you out, um, and uh, you are standing there on the on the stoop with little to go cups of tea. Uh, and um, in front of you uh, is uh, well, out in front are two additional constables. Um, who you did not see, uh, who didn't come through the house. Um, they look like, based on their their uniforms, um, they look like they're possibly lower ranking, just like beat cops. Um, Detective Bailey generally comes to meet you in plain clothes, which is what she's wearing mm-hmm. now. Um, and uh, she, well, I suppose that she would, would be uniformed if she was going to be recognized and, and coming into someone's home. So, so I, I'll say she's wearing her uniform for now. Um, but she ushers you uh, out sort of like off of the drive uh, and into the street. And she's like, I wonder if it would make more sense to speak to you at the manor. Uh, it's not a very far walk from here. Very well. We can just poof back into the manor, I think. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we fast traveled. You guys are are back um, at the manor. You you are back in the drawing room uh, where where we began our last episode, um, and um, she says, "Well, first, I think let's talk a little bit more about Bailey herself. Um, this is a person who you have some background with, but we've kept a little bit of that background sort of we've kept that background generally sort of ambiguous, um, and." I'm wondering, Aubrey, if you have any thoughts on how you came to know Rochelle, um, whether you had any kind of personal relationship with her, how that relationship was in the past, and how it's perhaps changed now or not changed now. 
So so I I have been I have been toying with the idea that maybe the reason why Lady Evelyn started hunting monsters for the the city is as a form of community service for <laughs> the crimes she has committed. Um I I really need you to say more about what those crimes are. <laughs> Obviously they could include murder. It's more just like dabbling with dark magics and maybe unleashing some unsavory elements upon the city. Botox, Sephora. <laughs> no. <laughs> are those the dark what? magics? What <laughs> I'm I'm talking about George Santos. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes, Lady yeah. Evelyn um, is George Santos. Fuck. <laughs> and for your crimes, much like him, you have to hunt ghosts <laughs> for the state. Um, no, it's basically I, like you you've unleashed a lot of shit on this city. Like if okay. you, if you can make it all go away and continue making it go away, we won't execute you. So is there like a particular amount of shit that you take personal responsibility for because I'm just thinking about like I took the expert move dark cast which okay. is literally like you can okay. roll to have knowledge about a monster you're dealing with and if you fail you can still get information but it means that you personally were involved with the current problem oh, oh that's fascinating I think that's definitely in keeping with this new backstory then. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. But we're not we're not, I, we're, not I don't, we're not delving big into that at the moment. Yeah, I, I think just because we we're we have not quite established I'm not dead set mm -hmm. on the community service thing. I just like that was just a silly idea that I had. I think it's good. I'm really happy with leaving it at um your relationship with this person started when you had an encounter with the law. Yeah. And perhaps she saw something in you that other people didn't, um, and, and she saw you as useful when other people didn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Do you have something I, you want to share I, with the I, class? I like that. <laughs> so, so we can cut she's that whole discussion from the recording, Peyton, when huh? you're reading this yeah. in okay. like several weeks from now. Oh, sure. I think um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Peyton, for telling you to cut so many things. No, you, you can actually you, you can't fucking tell me what to do. I'll cut whatever. I, I don't know. Okay, I do so think you can was... make this entire discussion the cold open for the episode. I am the Senate. <laughs> I think that's uh, going to be the cold open for this episode. Um, sorry, I was in the chat. I said that uh, Lady Evelyn is a community service top. For the people that can't yeah, yeah. read what I typed in the chat, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's everybody. That's every that, single person. That's every person except for us. Yeah. Unless so. you enable chat replay when you're listening to our podcast. Unless you're one of those hackers that <laughs> were able to get into Zoom rooms. So Lady <laughs> Evelyn has worked with, with um, Detective Bailey in the past. A little more... Uh, adversarial at first but i think she's come to view recognize lady avalon's usefulness in occult matters and we'll leave it at that 
Okay. Cool. Um, you are in the, um, you're in the sitting room again. Um, and you are here with, um, Detective Bailey and she has left the other two, like, cops that were with her. Um, I think she's left them in another room and Vern is, is sort of dealing with them and keeping them entertained. That's good. That was like a, that was getting close to too many cops (laughs) for a minute there. (laughs) He's on a, he's on a unicycle juggling. (laughs) (laughs) Vern never gets a chance to show off his talents. (laughs) <laughs> I got him from the circus <laughs> You walked by and you were like Oh Vern, these men were asking about your many talents <laughs> um, They're being kept at arm's length So that you can have this discussion in private um, And um, She says um, I don't know the best way to start This morning the constables were called around Glen Hill Which is, you know why I was here in the first place. Um, I didn't realize that I would have the pleasure of bumping into you on the job. But nevertheless, we were basically called in to deal with um, what looked a little like a break-in, but actually turned out to be a massacre of pet rabbits. (laughs) Oh my God. And... There was a really unpleasant and somewhat eerie element of that. That is to say, there was just sort of like a lot of slime. A a lot of slime, a lot of slightly acidic slime melted away locks, melted away netting and not much rabbit left. But I digress. Are you dealing with anything like that right now? Yes, although our case is a is a similar situation, but with birds. Okay. So whatever it is that's out here, it's hungry. And it doesn't like red meat. Well, I regret to inform you that I believe it may be on the move. Because this morning, in Saints Island uh, Parish, um, a woman, a washerwoman, was putting out some lye into the river, and um, she found parts of a body floating. Uh, Not to say that that's particularly unusual for Saints Island or, or for the... River Twain, but um, she eventually um, a constable um, down at the local office um, came out with a big net um, to catch some more body parts, and what he found ended up being a mostly intact body. Um, The reason that this is connected, and the only reason that I think it's connected, is because it's been quite it's been quite disfigured and it's been burned really mm. it's been burned as if by acid there's all kinds of effluvia i don't know in the river from tanners from you know washers from all of the businesses around but it's pretty remarkable what was done to this body mm. You'll have to forgive my ignorance. I've only lived in Morvane for a short while. Is 
this area of the city um, down river from from where we are now, Glen Hill? Yes. It's in the south end. It's actually right where the River Twain meets the sea. Um, I see. Oh, when again did you say you found the rabbits? Well, the rabbits weren't found until this morning. Mm-hmm. So this I morning. can't say anything that might establish a timeline, but we were just a few doors down from where you are. Only a few doors down. Mm-hmm. And have they managed to identify the body they found in the in the river? Unfortunately not. I know that you aren't expert detectives, but if you wouldn't mind taking a look at it, maybe you can glean some information from it that we couldn't. Well, very well. We're not not expert detectives. Thank you very much. Hence, while you're at our doorstep. <laughs> well. I'm considerably more connected than you are. I don't mean to disparage your detectiving skills. And we love the connection. Networking. I know that was a lot of information to... I just frankly... (laughs) It just hasn't sat right all day. Well, uh... Are you doing all right, police, police constable? Can we get you anything? She looks a little bit pale. To be honest, she looks like she's pretty disturbed by this. Like, whatever she saw was fairly nasty. Um, or whatever she heard of, but based on the way that she is looking right now, it seems like she she went down and she saw it herself. Um, because she she just, she shakes her head as if dispelling some kind of memory or image. Um, and she sighs and she says, no, um... Your company is perfectly fine. And this tea is surprisingly good. <laughs> I know, despite the journey, it really has kept. I'm afraid I don't have too much more information, but if you have any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them. Otherwise, um, I can send some of Morvane's finest down with you to check it out. They'll help you get into any places that you need to get into, assuming that place is the morgue. I, I don't, you know, don't take them on a field trip. That, that's where the body's being kept? Yes. Um, it's down at the parish mortuary. Understood. So we'd have to travel down. Am I right in, in assuming this is sort of a rougher part of town than, than where we live now, Lady Evelyn? Every part of this town is rougher than where we are right now. Oh, my. Although... I will say I will say the other sections of the city have considerably less slime loose. I apologize. Uh, thank you, Vern, for the steak that I just received. Um, I think I missed. Uh, I think I missed an essential part of this discussion. I heard that we're going down to the parish now. You really are turning into Ringo here. <laughs> it's remarkable. Vern Vern is so talented. He's unicycling and cooking a steak. We're talking about which parishes of the city are rougher. Are rough. And the answer okay, is great. All, all of them. The answer is every every one of them is rougher than the one that we're in now. <laughs> Everything is, is worse. We're in the great. We're in the cushy rich yes. people neighborhood. Uh, she says you could probably take the subway down there. It's a real marvel of modern convenience. But yes, you can. It doesn't go all the way down to um, Saints Island, so you'd need to get off at Temple Street, which is about I would say twenty minutes north. But I'm sure you're not averse to a little walk. Not at all. What, me? Take public transit? Or you could go there in your carriage. I suppose it's your prerogative. Well, thanks, love. We'll uh, take it from here, I suppose. Thank you. She stands up uh, to leave and and sort of like brushes her her uniform off a little bit. um, And she turns back to you and says, 
just so that we're absolutely clear, I was never here. Understood. Do you need us to dispose of the two deputies in my sitting room? <laughs> I'm happy to dispose of them myself. But um, I'm going to send along one of them with you, just, um, you know, to put in a word. I- I- I'm, I'll, send, I'll send Constable Fitch down with you, um, and he'll, he'll help explain the situation. Very well. Lady Evelyn, she she was here, yes? No, no, she wasn't. It was so nice not to see you, Detective Bailey. I'm so confused. Are we ever really here? Yes. Oh. She, um, she nods at you and she says, yes, it's never a pleasure. And, uh, and then she departs. All right, so the thing attacks at night, kind of seems that way, and it's getting progressively hungrier. Right, it's 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 expanding its palate somewhat. It's it's becoming a little more tasteful. It's, next thing you know, it's going to be on to cheeses. Did you did you call the consumption of of human flesh tasteful? Not unless it's the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what I'm thinking, weekly. what I'm thinking, we want to go down to the parish. Yes. To. Wait, what, why, why are we going down to the parish? Sorry, Vern was Vern brought me That's a very right. lovely steak. It's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> Just for for your for background, I guess I'll I'll refer to these neighborhoods interchangeably as parishes, which is like technically sure. what the administrative districts uh, are called. It's I, the... uh, you mean the parish that the administrative districts are called? <laughs> no, certainly not the <laughs> other type of parish that I perhaps thought it was. This this place is um Saints Island. Saints Island. Right, so we're going down to Saint Saint Island. Saints Island, yes, it's Saints Island. There's more than one. No, you've got it. Saint, right? <laughs> all right, all um, right, Mister Booker. <laughs> and that's where that's Saints, where Saints Islands. That's what the Saints Islands. Wait, they have many Saints. They have many <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like the lady who wasn't here again. This is a trick. <laughs> so listen, uh, we're going there to uh, look at the body. Yeah, of of one of the victims of the creature. So what if? Well, this thing's on the move. What I'm thinking is, why don't we have ourselves a little... We were talking about the chicken coop last time. What if we set up a little to-go meal, but then he can't get out? He does have acid powers, it appears, so I don't know what exactly is uh, acid-proof, but if we set up a nice little meal for him... Maybe we could draw him out and bring him here. Don't even have to go to the Saints Islands. Why don't we put a pin in that? It's it's a good it's a good idea, a but idea. I'd like a little more information before we proceed on it. What what would we use to bait the trap? My apologies in keeping pursuing this idea, Lady Evelyn, but I, I wouldn't want to risk the lives of any poor creatures. Maybe just some, some steaks prepared by Vern? I think I think some steaks whenever I burn. This this is pretty nice. This is lovely. <laughs> it's good. I think whatever this is, I think that I think our little acid monster would love it. Truly, one of God's gifts, steaks. Right, it's his ta- his tastes are uh, becoming more refined. I think this is perfect <laughs> for him. Lady Evelyn, where do steaks come from? From the steak trees, Wendy. Oh, thank you. That's that's very edifying. Do we, do, we'll tell you when we're older. <laughs> when you're <laughs> older. Why don't you? Why don't you two check out this body? I think maybe 
it might be uh, privy to speak to our uh, dear friend Claude about some acid-proof uh, trapping material. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like a if great idea. If that even exists, I don't. I don't know what type of metal you would use for that. Maybe wood. I'm not sure. Wood isn't gonna work either. Can acid eat through wood? Out of character question. If anyone, I would. I would say probably. Um, it seems like this. Acid material. It, it it ate through a rabbit hutch. Oh, okay. So any material that would be in a rabbit hutch, like a wood framing, yeah. wire, netting, and the door handle was like iron, and it like melted. Uh, yes. So something of stronger metal than uh steel <laughs> and iron. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard to find, <laughs> but I figure it's worth a worth a conversation. Should we take to the carriage then? Let us go. Um, you, are you going to see Derringer first? Are you going to the carriage? Oh, we're splitting. Derringer lives in the carriage house. Oh, shit, so. you're right. And I bet I suppose that we can all have a conversation with him then sure. uh, on our way out. <laughs> we come in and we're like, no, no, not you. <laughs> Just the horse. Do, do they, do they keep the, ca- you're going to trigger his cutscene if you go in because he wanted to talk to you. <laughs> you're you're going to trigger his cutscene. <laughs> not well, his cutscene. Um, I would like to talk to him. All right. Oh. Is is the is the carriage kept in the carriage house? Maybe it's in the back. Yeah, yeah. It's on the yeah. driveway right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just a ways off from the house. It's a squat little single story building with ivy creeping up its side. Um, it's not poorly maintained, but it's um, you know, it's not exactly a proper guest cottage. It's just a little carriage house. Um, and so it remained for most of its history until whenever you invited uh, Derringer into your home. I was going to invite you to talk a little bit more about your history with Derringer, but I'm happy actually to leave that um, open as well. Um, but I will say, um, who is Derringer to each of you? Um, I would say to Murdoch, I, uh, he's the one who made uh, Murdoch's uh, prosthetic leg uh, that is a cannon as well. Uh, I think that Murdoch and Claude... Did we decide that Claude was also a veteran, or he, or he at least helps veterans? We did not talk about that. Um, I will say, as the GM, he didn't fight. He was a military engineer. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that's what I... I thought it was something along those lines, but uh, I think that Murdoch and Claude got along pretty swimmingly because they were both pretty involved in the war. Uh, and... I think they're both geeks about uh, prosthetics and the, like, potential there is with them. So I think uh, they're pretty uh, chummy. In in my notes, I've been calling the mechanical prosthetics pro-mech. I've also called it og-mech because it's a me- mechanical augmentation. Og-mech. Mm. I, like I think pro-mech. I like og-mech. Oh. I'll, let, I'll let Kit... I'll, I mean, I think it's, I think it's probably Kit's choice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go with Ogmech. Yeah. Uh, he, he gave you your Ogmech. And um, yeah, he, he is a he is a, a military engineer slash arguable war criminal, I guess, because he developed the, the gun suit, uh, which um, is the source of much suffering uh, among not only the, the veterans, but the people who are destroyed by these weapons of war. They're essentially like steampunk Gundams that get really hot uh, and destroy people's bodies. Uh, who are operating them, who are called lobsters. Uh, yeah, uh, I know that Lady Evelyn, uh, he he lives 
in your carriage house, you've been harboring him almost as as a sort of refugee because he is really not permitted in polite society anymore, having defected from the military entirely. I don't know if Wendy has any particular relationship with him at all. Oh, he's my biological father. (laughs) 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 No, I I just think he's a very spooky man who lives in the carriage house. Okay, yeah. Um, So um, I I think this is like a freestanding building out back. It's like sort of just behind and there's like a path connecting the driveway to the back of the house that would have terminated in this like garage structure. And I think like if you have like a motor, um, it's probably just parked in a corner. and yeah, when you enter his workshop, it is full of arms and legs, <laughs> basically. The walls are like hung with these prototype Ogmac uh, prostheses in various stages of development. Some of them are kind of splayed open to reveal the kind of defensive attachments like Murdoch has. Um, and on his workbench is a metal foot with some kind of hollow compartment, which he is like tinkering away at a little bit, but he doesn't appear very focused. He, he like looks up immediately when he sees you enter. Hello, love. Good. You're here. I want to show you something. Is this a good time? I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, I've got some friends here, but right, I, go ahead. I, I want them to see too, but for the next few minutes, I need all three of you <laughs> to not say anything that could be used to identify you or me or where we are. It's one of those, all right. Can you Can you say when we have to start doing that? Now, preferably. Okay. Um, he, um, he's got like a few benches and work surfaces in here. Most of them are just like covered in tools and project components, but he walks you to the back of the room. He pulls like a heavy looking toolbox, um, from on top of a piece of canvas. And then he peels back the canvas and there's like a little wooden crate. Um, and he lifts the crate and walks it back to the workbench at the center of the room. Um, and then removes the nails from the top of the crate in an incredibly elaborate process that this is like a multi-step removal. And inside there is a large coffee tin, um, and he opens the coffee tin and dumps onto his workbench what looks like a small mechanical spider. Ooh. Mm. It, it's shaped roughly like a spider. It's really, it's some kind of small automaton. Um, and you might've seen mechanical things that were this like complex before. Um, it's not like too far flung from maybe like an expensive wind up toy that you might see in a shop window, but um, this one is, peculiar um because it's it appears to be moving slightly oh no no i hate this this is the worst thing ever (laughs) if there's a table i'm getting up on the table it's on a table you can get up on a different i'm getting up on a different farthest away table (laughs) i'm getting up on a (laughs) wendy runs across the room and gets up onto a different table who's this then well that's the thing i don't know you didn't make this no, 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 this no. was given to me. I-, I won't say by who, but this was given to me. Well, oh. I won't say by who right now. I was afraid you were going to say that it snuck in here. Oh, no, nothing like that. Uh, fortunately, I-, I don't think it knows where it is. Well, maybe I should just... He, he, takes, he takes out a, um, a hammer uh, from, from out of his toolbox. That gets my vote! No, no, no. Daddy, daddy. She, she like holds her hand in front of the hammer. <laughs> what, it, what is the purpose of this? The thing is, it moves. Not in any way that I've ever seen an automaton move before. Watch this. He slams the hammer down 
Um, and just as he does it, the spider scuttles out of the way and and sort of off to the side a little bit. He catches it uh, with his hand before it can it can sort of scuttle off the tape. Um, it's not it's moving fast. Um, it doesn't seem to be trying to escape. Um, it's just sort of ambulating around and it reacts as he as he touches it and picks it up and sort of pushes it around with his palm. Um, it seems to somehow be animated. Very interesting. So is this some sort of prototype? A proof of concept, perhaps? I, I don't know what it is. The woman I got it from believes that it's a listening device. A listening I don't think she's device. too far off because she found it cowering in the corner of her room. Oh, you didn't... You didn't get this from the person who made it. No, no. Uh, maybe uh, it, it, it'd be best if we could discuss freely. Do you mind if I just... He lifts up the hammer. Very well. Claude, so lovely. I hate to destroy such a fine piece of workmanship, but I... I... No, we don't want this information leaking out. Here goes nothing. He holds the the spider down um, with with one hand. He sort of like pins its legs underneath him, uh, his palm, and smashes the hammer down. And it like flails um, like it is. It, it, It sort of you know, throws its little mechanical legs around and he smashes it again and then and then a third time until the brass like chassis um is is dented to the point where um it it'll pop off and it, it stops moving. I don't feel good about this. He pries he pries the dented compartment open with a tool um and he has revealed sort of like its its inner mechanical workings. I don't feel good about it either. Is it Can done you replicate moving? it? Well, I might be able to re- replicate the mechanical parts, but take a look at this. He um, sort of, like, once this brass top is popped off, you can see the inner workings and the gears, um, and he points out to you, um, using the end of his tool, some, like, fine etchings that have been done um, into the gears. Like, this sort of, imagine this: the body of this thing is a circle. This, like, big circular gear has like inscriptions in it. And they're not words, they're like sigils. Oh, quite interesting. This thing's got the devil's wow. CD inside it. <laughs> can I, can Murdoch do a little, not that he's going to know better than his own engineer, but. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can try and roll a check here. In the face of your god, (laughs) you want to (laughs) try? Would you like to? Are you investigating a mystery? Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a ten. Um, ten's pretty good. You get to ask a question with a ten. Um, let me see what the questions are. I think I hold two. I oh, you actually hold two. Yeah. Uh, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? Um, I'll start with uh, what's being concealed here. I would say the person or persons who created this. Um, what is being concealed here is the thing itself. Um, he seems to be right by your reckoning. This is clearly some kind of listening device, and it was meant to be quietly implanted into someone's home or, well, quietly implant itself into someone's home in order to spy on their activities. This is a bug. Boo! <laughs> and, hmm, and what was it going to do? 
it was going to gather intelligence. Um, you might be able to speak freely with Derringer now about who exactly found it, uh, if you want to know more information about that. Perfect. All right. So, uh, not like I know more than you, but I, th I reckon you were right about it being a bug of sorts. Uh, where'd you get it from? Um, you work with a lot of the vets. Um, you know a woman named Seneca? Hmm. Do I know a woman named Seneca? I think you do. She's at the <laughs> fan. She's at the Fantasy VA a lot. I I don't know if we have a name for this like sort of veterans association. It's the Fantasy but VA. I, I think it's <laughs> you just the Fantasy VA. Uh, you know her from the VA. Uh, you you know that she um is pretty like prominent in the like sort of anti-war subset of the veteran community. Um, you know that she's doing a little bit of community organizing now. Good woman. Yes. Well, she is in contact with um. A man named Vasily, who um, who is also prominent labor organizer. Um, it was actually his house that it was in. Hmm. Hmm. Spying on the labor. Fantasy Pinkertons. Hmm. Sounds like it. <laughs> Wendy, I didn't realize he knew who the Pinkertons. That was not. That was not Wendy. Who those are? That was commentary. That. <laughs> Wendy's that's what here. Wendy. That's what Wendy would call it if there was an organization that was for privately spying on people. <laughs> that's fantasy what Pinkertons. I would call it. <laughs> Can we say personal information now? Y yeah, I I think it should be safe. Okay, Wendy Palmer. Was that hard for anybody else? <laughs> no. Oh God, it's just when I hear I can't do something, it gets really. Anyway, I think you're the only person that happens to. Oh, really? Oh, my God. You sound crazy right now. No, I'm just kidding. I really am. I must be wicked, uh, just like Mother says. Derringer, I, I, think, I think, gives her uh, a... I, I don't know what would be an appropriate way to console her without literally touching her. I think he gives her, like, sort of a, a consoling look and says, for what it's worth, that was not pleasant for me either. Well, I appreciate that, Mr. Derringer. Anything personal you want to share now, Derringer? Is there something, uh, something on your mind? Stop flirting. Oh my god. Never. I've I've always I've always been terrified of clowns. <laughs> oh. We all have to share a secret now. No. Alright. Well uh, Why? Why though? They're they're so friendly. Uh it's just just something something about their faces. Rubs well, me the wrong way. Why are they wearing all that makeup? What do they have to hide? What do they have to hide? Exactly. I'd never thought about it that way. Don't trust a man that wears two faces. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, it's something I'll keep an eye out for, right? Um, maybe I'll talk to Seneca. Are you planning on talking to her about this? Oh, I've, I've, I suppose. I don't want to scare her or her friends anymore, but I think they should be apprised of whatever this is. You think there's any tracking in this that you can pull out or? I couldn't think how to do it. Magic is more your area. Mm. The automata I make are simple wind-ups. They can perform a repetitive task. They cannot ambulate like that. I've never seen anything like this, and I've been in this game a very long time. Well, Wendy, Wendy, I think you might have a little bit of fun with this when we have the time. Listen, we actually are on our way out right now. Uh, 
looking for a slimy monster that's a bit hungry. The very hungry slime monster is uh, out on the town right now. Uh, working title. Yeah. Um, of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, the title of the episode is Vern's Great Stakes. <laughs> <laughs> Vern's Great Stakes. Where do they come from? <laughs> Where did they go? Where did they come from, Cotton Eye Joe? But listen, uh, just for uh, let's do a little bit of foreshadowing right now, <laughs> um, or let's do a little bit of pre-planning. Uh, we're getting the vibe that there's this uh, acidic component to this uh, slime monster, and we were wondering: is there anything that can kind of is there any metal that would be relatively easily accessible that a slime monster that has corrosive capabilities could not corrode? Hmm. He thinks on that for a second while I think on that. <laughs> um, and he says, well, it's possible that some kind of copper alloy could get you there. Copper is non-corrosive from my understanding. Um, here, I, I might have some copper plating lying around. Maybe I used it in a, uh, he's mumbling to himself, uh, and he, uh, sort of fumbles around, uh, in his materials in the back for, for a second, and then, uh, comes out with copper gauntlets. There's two of them. Nice. Thank you. Well, um, this is good for now. Copper. Something to... Maybe keep an eye out for. Not sure if we're actually going forward with this plan, but... Well, I hope that this will help you handle them, at the very least. Thank you. Them, or it, or whatever this thing is. I think. I think I've got what I need. Let's drive. Drive, starring Ryan Gosling. Someone play the song. This is... Peyton put in the drive song in this moment. So can't do that. So <laughs> can't copyright do that. fuck. I've kind of had the thought that maybe Evelyn has had Wendy taking driving lessons. <laughs> <gasps> fuck yes. Oh my oh, god. Yes. Oh my god, I'm driving. I love yes. that a lot. Um the the motor carriage I think is is parked out front uh right now. Or maybe it's in like a side part of the garage, but I don't you wouldn't have to drive it. I guess it's got a separate door. <laughs> That's like, okay. this is early industrial the, era, so there's like no rules of the road. Yes. Yeah, there are absolutely no rules of the road. No mm. license is required. They, there are just spooky girls whipping around in cars all there the is, time. There's one rule, and it's make my lady proud. <laughs> uh, so you, you Wendy, uh, know, know the way to this vehicle. It's parked in, in the little side part of the carriage right. with a, a garage-style door. No. Yeah, he could he could make a garage door mechanism. Uh, you have a you have an actual garage door, um, and uh, they're covered in canvas. Uh, is the motor carriage, um, and uh, you you pull the the canvas cloth off, and it is what color is it? What does it look like, Evelyn? Well, it looks probably like a really early automobile. Yeah, it looks like fucking spitting image of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Classic early <laughs> automobile. Um, I'm kind of imagining like. The passenger compartment is is closed off, but like the driving section is in front of it. It's open air. 
Yeah, that's how it, I think that's how they did it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, so, nice. so it is. It, we also have the jacket from Drive. Okay. You need it in order to drive the the vehicle. Kit loves Drive. We all know that Kit loves Drive. I've actually never seen movie. it. <laughs> this is how Kit feels about Drive. <laughs> okay, but in which case, in the case that I am in the open air, I'm going to need goggles and I'm going to need a scarf and I'm going to need gloves. Absolutely. Um, that stuff is all. Like, so, there, yes. There's like a little um, dresser next to next to oh. the car <laughs> like Obsessed. the driving outfit yes yes and all my stuff is jet black and there's a little like edgar wright style snap zoom sequence as i like pull on one glove pull on another glove <laughs> put on goggle i'm ready to go okay cool honk, honk. That, that is that is fantastic um the garage door opens um as you do that and um the scene cuts from like the very intense montage of you putting on your your goggles and your gloves to um, one of the constables and uh, Vern standing together outside, and the constable is eating steak and like gives you a jolly little wave. Um, is he coming? And, does, he have, um, does he have to come? Mm-hmm. Is he coming with us? He's coming with you. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Claude's coming with us? No, uh, Claude's not coming with the, us. The constable Claude is not coming. coming with you. The constable is coming with you. The, cl- the constable whose name uh, is Ryan Gosling. God. His name is Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yes. Shut the fuck up about Drive. <laughs> no. I don't want to hear more Drive discussions. His name. His name. His name is. Is Ryan. His name Rattles. is Constable. Constable Fitch. Uh, he actually he sticks out his hand um, to towards you, Lady Evelyn, um, and says, um, "Afternoon. My name is uh, Constable Marlon Fitch. Um, this is my beat, and." Um, your butler makes a mean steak. I know. Doesn't he? It's just lovely. Constable, would you like to ride up with me or in the passenger's compartment? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know. Do you think, do you normally swallow a lot of bugs? Uh, no, not traditionally, but it's why I wear my driving scarf. Hang on, I don't know if that makes sense. I, I put it on my mouth. Oh. Oh, okay. Well... I suppose that I don't have a driving scarf, so maybe I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just squeeze in the middle. Is that cool with you guys? Can I just squeeze in there? Very well. <laughs> that was very tentative <laughs> for a second. I thought wait, you were gonna wait. make it. A- Where's Murdoch? <laughs> How many seats are in this vehicle? Murdoch, do you want to do you want to? So, so I'm picturing it? like it's like um like a carriage where it's got the two rows of seats facing yeah. each other. Yes. Ah. Uh, so Murdoch just gets a seat to himself. <laughs> There's three on one side and Murdoch on his own. <laughs> Wait, who's the third? I think it's two. Is it two seats facing? Yeah. It's a constable. Each other. It's like bench oh, seats. I think, the constable, I think the constable is yeah. opposite you. I'm driving. Car- You're driving, right? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the student driver. Do we have a sticker? Do you have a bumper sticker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have two bumper stickers. One that says, uh, my ward is an honor student. And one that says <laughs> student driver. But he, he, takes the, he takes the stake into the car. Please, um, no eating in the vehicle. Okay. Uh, he hands it back to Vern. But if I'm hungry later, I, I guess that's fine. <laughs> I'm suing. <laughs> They'll probably have donuts down in St. Island Parish, right? <laughs> Saints Islands. 
down at islands. Down at no, 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 no. Just so, 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 how many islands are there? Does anybody know? I heard there's multiple, as well as saints. I I hear they're a religious bunch. Hmm. Sounds about right. <laughs> he says. <laughs> well, I. <laughs> And then we montage away. No, I'm going to tap on the side and be like, buckle up, kids. Where you want to go if you know what I mean. And it's smoother than a limousine. <laughs> Would you Whoa. like me to roll? For, uh, for, let's see how, how many goes. people you killed along the way. Roll, roll for kicks Wendy. and ass to see how many people you kill. No, uh, I was Ten thinking points. act under pressure would my, maybe be the most... Because I don't know, there's the pressure of driving through. How many points do we get? I was really going to give it to you, but now I do actually want you to roll. Yeah. Roll I for just how think many it's points? Appropriate. Look, you got to play to see what happens. Also, has anyone thought about the optics of us driving this fancy ass, like, horseless carriage into, like, the less good part of town? This is so terrible of us. It's why I've got a cannon on my leg. Oh and you're parking, to, you're parking directly in front of the police department and going directly inside. Yeah, people are going to think right. that the police you, have cars now. Do you now. think Lady Evelyn cares about this kind of thing? Okay. I think that you are going directly to the morgue, actually. So that... God, that's bad. So it's a natural five. It's an unnatural four. 20 points. Um, what are the consequences I to act under pressure? I think Let's that see. there will be a consequence for that. Um, yeah. I would say the consequence is just that you you, th- you throw it into reverse and you immediately just reverse directly back into the carriage. Oh. Um, and I, I think I think that you you guys I, I want everybody in the back. I, I want the pe- I want the two people who are sort of facing forward which I take to be probably Evelyn and uh, and Murdoch to just take one arm. Oh. Take uh, four because <laughs> you you back you back directly uh, into a wall and and you your passengers uh, take on some superficial injuries uh, oh. and unfortunately been, you will not be driving today. Evelyn, we, what? We have been concussed. Evelyn, this is why <laughs> you are mildly concussed. Evelyn, Wait, I'm not gonna drive. You're not gonna let me finish the drive. Evelyn, you you shelter her, and this is what you get. This is what <laughs> this is what happens. I I'm so sorry. Is it. everyone all right in there? I'm so so sorry. It's okay. I think it might have, it might have been my subconscious just trying to make sure that the spider was really dead. <laughs> Drive over the spider. Just <laughs> for good measure. I completely understand if I'm losing my driving privileges, but I would like to be able to make the case for myself that um, that uh, R and D are awfully similar looking letters. <laughs> Especially in this ye oldie ass font you got me driving up here. It's a horseless carriage, Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there are gears yet. You are gonna have to take the subway. Um, um unless you want to go there. I, unless you have horses. Oh fuck! Now the car's busted too. No car. I bust the windows out your car. The the car will be fine. It just needs some some little repairs. Yeah. Well, the we car, can do it things just needs the old-fashioned way. I Evelyn, I know you're not a big fan of this, but I guess we're taking. The train. We can hold hands, it'll be fine. And cut to, I think, the three, four of you. The three of you sitting in a line, uh, and the constable, like, sitting at the end, uh, like, just looking jolly. Um, and, um, 
Lady Evelyn looking like she's going to kill every, like blow up the whole train and kill everyone inside. I've still got my driving goggles. <laughs> <laughs> um, the subway is pretty, is pretty like newfangled uh, and nice. It's, it's only, you know, 15 or so years old. Um, it's a relatively new invention, um, the train. Uh, and it, it delivers you safely um, and mostly uneventfully to about a 20 minutes walk from the mortuary, which is uh, where you end up eventually arriving on foot. Um, and lucky, luckily for you, it seems like the fog is starting to clear up a little bit um, because it's just now clear enough that you can see kind of the streets of Saints Island, um, which is probably one of the roughest uh, neighborhoods in town. Uh, this place basically smells like an open sewer because in many ways it is. The modern sewage system that uh, benefits most of the city of Morvane has been created by artificially redirecting sewage uh, off onto an offshoot uh, of the River Twain, which is one of the three rivers that runs through the city. Um, this little branch of the river used to have a name, but now it has largely been forgotten in favor of being humorously or darkly referred to as the drain. And you see just, I would say, overflowing tenements and, and rotting bridges. Um, it almost looks a little bit like Venice in, in some ways, um, but um, the stench coming off of the river is, is fairly overwhelming. Um, and the, the buildings themselves uh, seem to have largely fallen into disrepair. Would anyone like to share my driving scarf? For the for the smell, that's you get all right, used Wendy. to it after not. It'll be fine. I, I you know, I've wondered. I don't know what part of town Murdoch is from. I know he's poor. I don't know if he's from here though. There, we can I, I, we can talk about it later. I think yeah. he's he's probably from a relatively like sort of working class neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this is <laughs> plague doctor mask. Evelyn <laughs> has slipped on a plague doctor mask silently. <laughs> yeah, you coward. Say it out loud. <laughs> Make it canon. <laughs> Um, yeah. Not actually doing that. So this, so this kind of site is is not necessarily entirely foreign to to Murdoch, but I'm sure it is a little bit of a shock to be confronted with so much human waste. And you you're led into the the mortuary. Um, I, I think you can you can pretty much just walk in. There is a front room, um, and um, the constable swaps a few words uh, with the person at the desk. Um, this um, building, it's, it's like an old brick building um, that says um, Saints Island Parish Mortuary across the top. Um, it's definitely also a little bit in disrepair. And, and when you get past the main room that you're, you're permitted to enter into the back room, um, it is very cold. Um, it's, it's like chilled, like they bring ice in here to chill it. Um, the cold house um, is, is a cramped little room full of steel cabinets. Um, some of them are, are sort of taped off with X's. Um, others are padlocked shut. Um, and um, if you can imagine the inside of an underfunded and understaffed morgue in, in such a neighborhood, you are most of the way there. Um, there is lack of overhead lighting in here. It doesn't seem that they have gas lamps in, so you are given by the um, attendant at the desk uh, a gas lamp. Um, and so the lighting is, is dim, the air is chill and clammy, uh, and the back door seems to be literally barred shut. 
um, and a few bodies sit out on gurneys, not yet put into drawers, and those have just been draped over with sort of heavy fabric. Um, Wendy, there's a there's a person in here as you enter. Actually, there's already someone here. Oh, it's, there's a figure sort of standing in front of one of the gurneys, that is with their with their back turned to you. Do I get the sense that uh, other people can't see this person? I don't. Neither of them seem to react. Um, you leave the constable um, outside, hmm. but um, neither of the other two react to seeing this person here. Okay, what is the like physical state of the person, as I can ascertain? Like, are they clothed? His clothes are are in tatters. I would say. Okay. Uh, they seem to be a, a little bit ripped. Yeah. Yeah, I think I pretty quickly clock what's going on here. Um, I think I'm going to leave his presence uh, quiet for just a little while here. Um, Let things proceed, and then if it becomes a useful point uh, to mention, I will. But visibly, I shudder at uh, kind of figuring out what's going on, Um, but then I stay quiet. Okay. To, to the other two of you, you are in this in this room in the cold house. I suppose that the person who is working at the at the desk could could help you identify which body it was. I think they come in and they do so. They direct you sort of to this um, to one of the um, shrouded bodies that is that is out on a gurney uh, and and pull back the cloth uh, to reveal a, a fairly disfigured face on a surprisingly young person, uh, probably sort of a young man, um, maybe like eighteen tops. But his face has been partially burned as if by acid, and um, his arm has sort of been just placed on the slab next to him. I'm not going to go too deep or too gory on this, but he is pretty disfigured, and he's suffered some of the same sort of like bite and tear wounds that you guys saw on the other corpses. Um, And he is faintly slimy to the touch. I'd I'd like to look him over and See if I can kind of identify who who he might have been, where he might have where where he might have been at when he was killed. Sure. Um, would you like to try investigating a mystery? I would. That's uh ten. Okay, you hold two. Um, it's the same questions as before. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? Um. What is being concealed here? I have to think about that one. What is being concealed here is, it seems like he was swept along some distance by the river. I guess you can tell that from the condition of his body and the condition of his clothes, probably. Sort of like how long he was drifting. But it seems like, it seems like he was moved around, um, either in like in the river or the sewer system. Like he was, like his course was altered, or he just flowed. He just flowed. I'm trying to think what could be concealed just from looking at the body. Which I, I suppose my best answer is that you deduce that he probably floated along the river out of the sewer. He wasn't just dumped. Okay, I think I. I'm going to take the opportunity to confide something in Lady Evelyn here, and I'm going to ask for a quick aside from her. Um, Milady? Yes, dear? The, the man whose body you're examining, I 
yes. he is still here with us. He's standing by his corpse's side. Is he doing anything? He looks a little um, lost from what I can ascertain, but I could try communicating with him if that would be to your wishes. Might be helpful. <laughs> um, I don't like to make the company of the dead. If you wouldn't mind prompting me with what would be the most pertinent question to ask the man just so I don't have to spend extended yes, time. Why don't we ask where he was when he was killed? Also, Aubrey, um, just for your information, I think that you're still holding one. So if you would like to use Wendy as a vehicle for one of your other questions, or you could just ask it to me. Just wanted to make sure that wasn't dropped. Yeah, I, th oh, I think I want to I want to use Wendy to ask uh, where did it go. Okay. okay, so should I also make an investigation roll and then we'll just see how many total questions we have, maybe? I'm cool with that. Okay, use one as a surrogate. What is investigate a mystery under sharp? Okay. It's sharp. sharp. So that's an eight, so I get one. So what was the one that you wanted to use first, Ari? Where did it go? Okay, so I approach uh, the ghost and... Um, I do my best to sort of gently get his attention just by reaching out and uh, laying a hand lightly on, I guess, one of his his forearm um, and trying to turn him around to face us. Excuse me, sir? He turns to face you um, and his... He really... I don't know. How, how do ghosts appear to you? Do they have any kind of ethereal glow or do they just look very much like normal people? I think it's much scarier if they just look normal. <laughs> That's always been my take. I think it's just just him looking normal and cold. He looks normal. He looks cold. I think as he turns to you, the only thing about him that seems abnormal besides his wounds is his eyes, which are piercing and seem almost to glow from within. Um, and he looks startled. And he says, hello. Uh, you'll you, have to excuse me. I'm so sorry to see me. Yes, I can. Uh, and I'm sorry to say, but you look like you've seen better days. I'm terribly sorry uh, to see what has happened to you. Oh, God. I guess I haven't looked in a mirror. I don't know if it would do you much good. <laughs> I'm not scaring you, am I? Well, less and less. I'll say that. Um, We were wondering, my friends and I are, we're investigators of some repute and we were hoping that you might be able to give us answers to better understand what did this to you so that we might bring it to justice sure yeah um yeah uh, okay uh, you're, I've found <laughs> you're a good investigator if you can see me it's been <laughs> it's been weird uh, i've i've heard that it is a strange experience um I find that it's probably best to remain calm, and I don't think you'll be here for particularly long, if that's any consolation. What are your questions? Fuck, Aubrey, what's the question again? I feel like such a dummy. Where did the <laughs> thing that did this to you go? Um, the thing that did this to you, where did it go? After the fact, if you can remember. It's probably right, well, I guess I don't know where it would be now, but I can tell you where it was. Which was, uh, that, that'll suffice. <laughs> this is really going to sound stupid. Um, 
but I was in the sewers. You were in the sewers? I was in the se- Well, I guess it doesn't sound stupid. It's actually kind of cool. But I was in the sewers. And I went in alone, and I shouldn't have gone in alone. <laughs> playing Nightcrawlers? <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Nightcrawlers like alone. Yeah. And it doesn't even work as well. So doesn't even work as well. Um, and then I had a question, too. I don't want to be... I don't know. I'm going to throw it to the team. Does anyone else have any questions that they think would be interesting? How about I give you a little bit more of a little bit more precise information about it, about the location of it? That'd be infinitely helpful. Thank you. (laughs) Does anybody want to throw me the name of a weapon shop? Uh... Your axe to grind. <laughs> dot com. Mike's machetes. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's machetes. <laughs> okay. Mike's machetes is it. I entered the sewer. There's a way to get in. Um, it's probably on foot. I don't even know. It's probably 30 minutes on foot from here to the north. There's a weapons shop called Mike's machetes. <laughs> I'm sorry, went, that's just a really yeah. funny name for a weapon shop. <laughs> it's a really serious name for a weapon shop. They sell machetes okay. there. It's really cool. <laughs> but um, I left Mike's machetes at um, late at night. And um, I went down into the sewers in the nearest entrance. It, it lies just to the west. I think you should be able to find it. It's a great. Oh, it, okay. You were done. I thought... That was a value judgment on the kind of entrance it was. No, well, it was a great, it was a great entrance because you can just pop it off and slide it right away, and then you can get under, and then you can get in the sewers, which I love to do. Sorry, it's a. Do you have cross streets for the grate? Uh, um, might have been Pine and Grove. Ah, uh, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Arbor District. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's, uh, I'll give you better cross streets. Uh, we said temple before. Let's go with temple as sure. one of the cross streets. Um, yeah. And it was, um, pine and temple. <laughs> okay. And I, I'm terribly sorry to ask, but I feel it prudent to know. Why were you going down into the sewers late at night after leaving Mike's machetes? I don't think I should tell you that. It's no offense. You seem nice. I just don't think I should tell you. Can I ask if it's relevant? Uh, to the to your death? To my death? (laughs) Well, to my death, yeah. But it's kind of my personal business. I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to be mean. I just, (laughs) I just, I. There's people who wouldn't want me to tell you, so I, I won't. Oh, I see. You have a whole host of compatriots with whom you gallivant through the sewers at night no (laughs) just two or three of us (laughs) um damn it can i manipulate him to try to get this information yeah you can manipulate i just i really because this is like it's getting weird now and i'm losing sympathy for him very quickly you get the sense that he's trying to protect someone i see does a dead person have a mind i can read Sure, I think so. You're okay, talking to cool. like his soul. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I only say that because it's much easier for me to ma- uh, manipulate through telepathy because then I don't have to actually ask anything and also I get to roll with weird, which is one of my good stats. So I'm going to do that. Uh, okay, it's an eight. Right? It's an eight. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, with an eight, um, they'll do it, but only if you do something for, for them right now to show them that you okay. mean it. If you asked too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. Okay, I gotta make, like, some sort of promise, I guess. I, I think just using... Swear. Just using your powers of deduction, you've figured out probably that he is protecting someone uh, by withholding this information. Okay, here. Sir, can, could I ask your name? Would you mind? feels very impersonal to, to just keep calling you sir. Sure. I think you're older than me anyway. I'm Tate. Oh. Hi, Tate. What's your um, name? My name is Wendy. It seems like it would have been very nice to meet you. And, and it is so now. Um, can I just assure you that the information that you share with us will stay within myself and my compatriots? We are not in cooperation with the police, and we are not in the interest of naming names. We are simply trying to figure out what this creature is and why it's killing people. Okay. Will you swear? Swear on Under something that's important to you. No. Okay. Um, I rifle around my person, and I, I think I'm going to try to find some sort of heirloom of my family that I kept with me, um, even through my, you know, running away. And I'm trying to divine what that might be. Um, does anyone have any suggestions for like a little family thing? <laughs> Fucked up yeah, doll. My, my... <laughs> what, Fucked what up kind doll. Of, I'm trying to think what kind of yeah, things you would, have, you would have been able to enter and exit the monastery with. I feel like yeah, maybe that's a like good a question. little bit of jewelry, like a locket maybe. Like a little locket I think would be good. Maybe a locket and I don't think it has pictures of my, I think it's a picture of like my siblings inside on, on either face. There's a picture of like my brother and my sister. And that's maybe the most precious thing to me. So I, I pull this out from, you know, where it's hung. Um, and I swear on that. He smiles a little bit. He says, okay, since you really mean it, since you're cool, I'll tell you. I belong to, I don't know, maybe you could call us a gang. We call ourselves the <laughs> We call ourselves the Tunnel Boys. <laughs> Whoa. That's a really cool Tate. And um And here's our grift. Here's our thing. Here's our grift. <laughs> we rob we rob people and then we go into the sewers and we totally hide. <laughs> We go into the tunnels and we get away. <laughs> and we get away and it works like every time because nobody's figured out that you can just go into the sewer. Yeah. Except, oh except for when there's a slime monster <laughs> hiding in the tunnels to eat you. But I don't but I don't want you to blow up their spot because like if we're lucky, they're still alive. How uh you know what? I won't ask. That's okay. Okay, so okay, okay. First of all, Tate, you have a very cool gang, and I think you should be very proud of Thanks. the life that you lived. I'm trying to think if that got me. Oh, okay. Do the Tunnel Boys have, like, a hideout that we could yeah. anonymously visit? Um, well, maybe. I, they're going to give you a hard time, so you would need the password. And who might know that and be oh, willing to help us? I guess I could give you the password. Yeah. Well, because okay. honestly, I mean, okay, so you say Tunnel Boys, but is this uh, is this a co-educated 
society or is this? Well, that's why it's contentious. I say we're called the Tunnel Boys. We haven't really fully settled on that. I'm pulling really hard for Tunnel Boys. Other people say Tunnel Boys and Girls. Some people say Tunnelers. Some people say Tunnel... Well, you don't, we don't want to exclude the non-boys and non-girls. Yeah, so I don't think we run the into Tunnel that. Boys has to be gendered. I think That's that, what I'm saying. Yeah. Tunnel Boys is gender neutral. I think anyone can yes. be a Tunnel Boy. I appreciate that. And <laughs> now that three quarters of your body have faded <laughs> into the ether, um, I think that it would be a great time for you to give me the password that I might pursue joining this this wonderful little club of like-minded individuals. Oh, the password is Tunnel Boys Rule. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes it sound like you are pretty decided about the name. <laughs> no, the, pre- the previous the password was Summer Squash, which will also work. <laughs> They'll just think that you haven't been around in a while. <laughs> That's like that scene in Star Wars where they try to get into the Death Star and they're like, it's an old code, but it checks out. What the fuck does that mean? You knew the password at one point. <laughs> yeah. we, we you may have not been you. there for that one meeting, but <laughs> it's kind of a two competing passwords situation. I see. Um, oh, and uh, where's the hideout? I didn't get where the hideout was. Uh, what, what, what about the burrowers? Is that anything? Oh, um, I'll run it by them when I'm down there. Okay. And, um, and, and where again exactly is that? Uh, it is exactly uh, underneath the old um abandoned uh subways i was i'm trying to think of another street name guys this is crazy it's tough it's all right penis street <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean the tunnel boys roll down penis street um i mean you could okay. always you could always just abstract that no no um it's it's coming to me beepest street <laughs> Venus Bongo Street. <laughs> Bongo Venus Street. Um, there, <laughs> round Venus Street, you might find me. There's an unused subway station on Helm Street. It was never finished. We hang out in there because um, you know it connects to all the tunnels. You should be able to find them hiding out there. All right. Oh, and Tate, is there, on a more sensitive note, anyone that you would like to be informed of your departure? Well. <laughs> Yeah. Um, can you just tell Kimber that I'm sorry? I'll make sure to do so. Thanks. They didn't want me getting into this stupid shit anyway. Well, I'll be sure that they know of your regret. Also, would you like us to identify you to the authorities? We don't have to. Nah. I'll die a cool rogue. I don't have parents anyway. Uh, what would you like me to tell the tunnel boys? Tate... Uh, Tate's the specter of Tate uh, sighs a little bit as if he's thinking and then he smiles and says um yeah um that they're my family it's been an honor and um see you in the next one Tunnel Boys Rule he cracks a grin and then he fades away and you are left standing in an empty mortuary in front of the body of Tate. Should we cut there? <laughs>
Is that a good cut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good cut. Yeah. Tunnel Boys yeah. rule. Tunnel Boys, Tunnel Boys rule. rule. Dice Fellows is performed live by Percy Langston, Kit Kroll, Peyton Millay, and Aubrey, the Witch of the Bog. It is edited, scored, and sound designed by Peyton Millay. Monster of the Week is written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. Come rain, shine, sleet, or snow, you can reach us at dicefellows at gmail.com. Alia yakta est, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm.